It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, welcome to another edition of Off The Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria on RSN 927. And many radio relays, our social media as well. You're with Andrew Cues. Welcome to the studio, of course, Molly Haynes and George Ferruja. How are you both? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, very well. Uh, a little bit cold this week. Um, a couple of the trainers out at Ballarat on Monday felt uh, <laughs> oh, felt yeah. the chill. But, what was um, it, one degree out there or two? I know Brooke sent me a Snapchat, I know that. Yeah, it was, looks uh, cold. It looked pretty cold, but um, <laughs> look, we've got some sunny skies coming. So uh, hopefully we can tip some winners and uh, we've got a good little program. In all seriousness, though, when it gets really cold and icy in terms of Greyhound tracks. We often know that thoroughbred tracks and frost in our front lawn, but what's the situation when it gets slippery and icy for dogs uh, early of a morning? I don't actually know whether, or like come track wise, I don't think tracks would get icy, would they? Because they've got a, a turnover when they have the tractor run run over it. Yeah. Um, unless you're sitting maybe overnight after. I actually have never heard of a, tra- a track fr- frosting over. Uh, this is, I'm going to tempt fate here and say that greyhounds are very good at staying on their feet because my next <laughs> runner will probably slip on the matting, but um, they usually uh, are able to handle it quite well, QZ. So Would they stay with the rug on at all or no? Not that uh, cold. A lot, a lot of the trainers, you'll see, uh, Mom will know this too, they they make sure their dogs are, tri- uh, are kept warm. Uh, they certainly keep yeah, the rug on right until the, uh, the, very to the, yeah, till the death knock, don't they? Yeah, um, that's kind of to prevent... Um, also to, to keep them warm, but also to keep uh, you know prevent the soft muscle yeah. um, injuries too. Because uh, probably like back a footy muscles, player, I suppose, yeah, yeah. You talk your back muscles and things like that. I'd say um, you know are more prevalent when it comes to the cooler times. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about a place where you hail from, and it does get a bit cold overnight. But usually the temperature is a lot warmer than here. In fact, I notice that they've still had days in the. Uh, Low to mid 20s. I'm talking about WA and the WA Oaks, of course. Yes, look, I'm very sick of people sending me photos in their shorts and singlets because I'm certainly not wearing that. But yep. Grace Ali, she came out on top on Saturday night in the WA Oaks. I pumped up Circle of Dreams tyres like there was no tomorrow last week, and she unfortunately let me down. But look, Grace Ali, this this line has f- a phenomenal record in WA. Yeah, it does. Look, there was valid reasoning to pump up uh, Circle of Dreams tyres. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's a three-time group winner. She had box one. She was the quickest uh, heat winner. But um, look, she just got in a bumping duel early with Kiss Me Linda, who began very, very well. And they sort of just annoyed each other for too long. And I, I think Circle of Dreams' caper is to get out and go and record really good splits. And she's probably not the, the strongest greyhound in the world. And yeah. what sort of, you know, once uh, Grace Ali lobbed behind them, was always going to be hard to run down, of course, as you said, by Born Ali. I mean, it's just a terrific damn line. Yeah, so Born Ali won the 2014 Galaxy, so that's on over the that was over the 715 metre distance, and then the um, Born Ali's first litter that was Sebastian Bale, um, Benali was in that, and he's won two Group Three Perth Cup consolations. Yeah, it's incredible, Benali and Bacali. I mean, they're two greyhounds, iron dogs that you want in your kennel. I mean, they were fantastic about six months ago, weren't they? They were, were making. Uh, multiple group finals they were very versatile weren't yeah. they five six seven hundred meter greyhounds and uh, look this this my brave fabio litter has got a few good ones in it there's another greyhound in queensland called rashida that goes quite well and yeah look there's some talented types in the litter and uh, and born ali's thrown another group winner it's it's amazing when you're good at get a good broody i reckon they just continue to to throw oh, winners at, at, at different levels and noel is just so excited i spoke to owner breeder noel muggerman from warnable and he he said that he's got a litter to fernando bale out of born ali 
finale and he's that excited about them at nine months of age, he's looking to go back to back to Fernando Bale straight away. Yeah, we tried to buy some for the draft, but uh, Noel wouldn't sell me any. So, uh, no, I wish you him all the best. But uh, <laughs> No, I think we, it was a fair deal. But um, no, look, uh, I'd uh, probably be inclined to keep them as well. Let's uh, talk about what is a very prestigious uh, race, a lot of tradition, the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar in New Zealand. Before we talk about the box draw in the field, just the history and the way this uh, trophy or this silver collar is brought out just for a day and then put back in a vault. Tell our listeners who don't know about the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar, Molly. Look, it's New Zealand's. It has to be New Zealand's most sought-after race. It's yep. run over the seven hundred and seventy-nine metre distance. I'd say that would be the longest distance in Australia. Would it almost? Yeah. Or in you know Australia, Australasia. Apart from the marathon races we used to have, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, look, currently, George, give me a break. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but look, this uh, the silver collar was uh, like is literally a silver collar that was gifted to the Auckland Club um, in nineteen seventy. So this collar comes out once a year, and it's put on the greyhound who wins the silver collar. And last year and the year before, we had a former Victorian in ring the bell, claim it twice. He's put it on twice, but as soon as that collar is, it's under security guard and everything. Like this is a big deal. And uh, yeah, it goes straight back in the vault after the photo's been taken. I think you'd want to keep it after running 780 metres, wouldn't you? I oh, think you, you would. Yeah, but <laughs> now nah, look, ring, ring the bell. Um, obviously been a terrific greyhound. Uh, I think the only greyhound to win back-to-back yes, silver collars. Um, and Jerry O'Keefe has gone back there and has a hand, uh, has got... Uh, well, a quarter of a chance to win uh, three in a row. That he does. And look, he's got Billy's Bake and the Ga- v- Van de Gambo. Van de Gambo. Do you mm-hmm. know what? I slipped up on this that many times. <laughs> but interestingly enough, Jerry has been going to um, South Australia to run on the finish on arm with Billy's Bake for months. I'd say in preparation to this, I haven't quite been able to get hold of Jerry, but you kind of watched as soon as he had the dog in his hands, he started going for the 700 metre races on the finish on arm. So... Look, he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, look, he's a terrific bloke. Uh, Jerry as well. Look, Billy's Bake, uh, certainly uh, a veteran now. He's uh, had a pretty distinguished career with a few different trainers. And, yeah, look, he's drawn box three. He's uh, been rated a $12 chance. Uh, there's a greyhound in the race uh, who uh, is probably, well, clearly New Zealand's uh, best uh, stayer, and that's Dinah Weslin, who's a $1.40. Uh, yeah. Come up really short after her... Her real dominant uh, heat win uh, was the quickest of the of the two heats. Jumped to the front, gave really nothing else a chance, and yeah, look. Despite drawing box five, she's racing with a lot of confidence. Mole will be hard to beat, I'd say. Oh, absolutely! Look, her trainer Craig Roberts when he brought her over here for the Bold Race, and um, she also went around at the Meadows as well. I think they were hoping for a Top Gun Stayers invite, but yeah. didn't quite make it. She hadn't quite done enough over the seven hundred to warrant an invite to the Top Gun Stayers. Yeah. But he, like, he just says this dog is a freak. Like she, what she's able to do, and it's just, it's a. I mean, she's put in a, she put in a really good performance at the Meadows when she came over. I forget what time she, she ran. did. She ran about forty two fifty, leading pretty much all the way. She's a daughter of Zylia Allen, of yep. course, who was going to be a Hall of Famer one day. The other interesting runner is Rip and Sam, almost a forgotten dog off yeah. off box eight, who. Sort of just went around, didn't he? In his yep. heat, he sort of felt his way around. I, I was waiting for that really big uh, run on, and yep. 
I suppose he ran on quite well in the home straight, but um, he can't be doing that again, uh, getting that far back with Dinah Weslin running the time she was doing out in front, that's for sure. Absolutely not. And look, he's sitting at $6 at the moment from box number eight. And another greyhound who kind of just ran around too was Ebby Ripper as the first reserve. I really thought these two greyhounds would thrive in New Zealand. The finish on Lua, the longer distance, but unfortunately in the heats, they just didn't quite perform up to standard. And I think it's showing that we always kind of said that New Zealand dogs you know, we're kind of our second class citizens, but I think they're really showing that they've got not, they're not our first class, but no. they're, they're certainly up there. Yeah, they're going to have to be in their game and Rip and Sam's proven at group one level. So it would be no surprise to see him cross the line first. I mean, he might improve heaps and Ebby Ripper, I think uh, motherhood probably awaits after this. Coming up shortly, Josh Formosa will take our call. Good morning to listeners in Bendigo and our relay there. A young footballer, young greyhound trainer with a few interesting stories to tell. Uh, we might just talk about where we're at with the National Greyhound Draft, Molly. Yes, yeah, so George has been the um, dri- one of the driving forces behind the National Greyhound Draft. He picked all the pups, um, and so the teams have been selected, but Team RSN have some pretty nice pups on their hands. <laughs> Yeah, they do. Um, the Led first... by James Vandermar, we should say, of yeah, RSN. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, um, the first of those will be a greyhound called Ben. He's a premier fantasy out of Mapunga Haley. You would know Mapunga Haley quite well. She was a Group 1 winner. She's a proven producer. And uh, Ben is around 11 months old. Uh, I've seen a couple of photos of him the other day. Uh, he's getting read up in, in New South Wales with a, with a gentleman called Trent Anderson who absolutely loves this greyhound. <laughs> so I uh, can't wait for him to break in. And the other two uh, in Team RSN are uh, the Litter Sisters out of Fernando Bale and Laney Bale. Yep. Of course, Laney Bale's uh, been a very, very good producer. Uh, produced some uh, in- very uh, incredible greyhounds hounds uh, to her litter to uh, my bro Fabio so really looking forward to those and uh, yeah that's just one of the teams uh, going around there's 10 of them uh, yeah. uh, and we, we can't wait for the first greyhound to start yeah look there was a huge demand for the spots in all of these teams and one spot that I wish I could have got involved in was team Britain Robbie Britain is the trainer for well trainer and team leader leader I should say for for this team but the Black Magic Opal absolute stunner litter there were three dogs weren't there in in this litter that were at the no? Just just a boy and a girl. Just we a boy, yeah. two. So yeah. there was a fawn, a fawn bitch, and a black, a black dog, dog. Yeah, Team Cameron, who had number one draft pick, picked yep. the Black Magic Opal Absolute Stunner pup. He's at about sixteen months, seventeen months of age. He will soon be joining uh, Angela Langton's team, kennel. Um, he broke in very, very nicely, yeah. um, and uh, the female um, Ruby will be going to Robbie Britton's kennel. So probably can't go to two uh, better kennels uh, exactly. in the country. Those two and. Uh, yeah, interestingly, uh, a guy that uh, plays for Melbourne Storm, uh, Ryan Pappenhusen, I think that's how you pr- pronounce it, has a share in Team Britain. And uh, he owns a few greyhounds, uh, Ryan, and um, yeah, he just wants to get involved in the sport and he just thought this was a fantastic way to get involved. And, yeah, we, we can't wait for these greyhounds to start. So the oldest greyhound, Molly, is around 17, 18 months of age yep. uh, and the youngest is seven months. So it's going to be a really busy six to 12 months with breaking in greyhounds and those uh, getting to the racetrack. Yeah. So can't wait uh, how, for that to eventuate. How are the dogs named? How does that work? Well, we like just... Like race names. Oh, we, we're going to open it to the people who have shares in the greyhounds. Nice. So I think... Because I know with the be... horses, they do big naming days. You go out yeah. and you have a lot to drink and you come up with some interesting names. We're not quite at that hour yet. No, not yet. But um, <laughs> look, uh, I'll have a, a good chat to, to Greg Miller about it. But we are definitely opening it up. Uh, and even the 21st person, who the, the, the person that will adopt this greyhound That's after its right. racing career, will have an opportunity to throw their hat in the ring for a name, for a racing <laughs> name as well. Why don't you just call them Team RSN1, Team RSN2, Team RSN3, Team RSN4, Team RSN5, Team RSN6, Team RSN7, Team RSN8, Team RSN
team RSN two, <laughs> team Britain one, so that everyone knows what's going on. When do you think? Obviously, it'll be a bit of a rush when suddenly all of these greyhounds are ready to race. So there'll be a lot of greyhounds on the track in a, a period of time. But when do you think we might see the first one? And is there a bit of a race to get one to the track soon? Oh, look, so the first two, the eldest two, will be with their trainers as of today. Uh, Peter Lagogioni's had um, the, the oldest pup, the Mybro Fabio Ronda Rocks, who's a half-brother to Sinachi and Co. Uh, he's had him for a couple of weeks. And um, so hopefully within about two or three months, uh, Andrew, or we would hopefully see the first of the runners, which will be a really, really exciting time. A couple of them have broken pretty good, so hopefully they can go on with it. An exciting time ahead. The National Greyhound Draft will come to fruition with some greyhounds on track soon. We'll keep an eye on that. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. Off the Leash on RSN 927 Relays, including our radio relay in Bendigo, our social media as well. I mentioned Bendigo because joining us now on the program is a young man. He's a pretty handy footballer, I believe, in the Bendigo Footy League as well. And also he's got, uh, well, some exciting times ahead as a greyhound trainer. And Josh Formosa joins us on Off the Leash, Molly. Good morning, Josh. Thank you very much for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. Now, you started training around 18 months ago after being born into greyhounds practically. What was the deciding factor for you to finally get out and put your name on dogs yourself? Well, I was always doing it with the old man and the whole family into it and I just thought why not give it a crack myself I've got the passion for it so yeah here we are Good morning, Josh. Uh, George Ferruja here, mate. Um, have you felt, uh, have you dealt with the responsibility of having dogs in your own name? I suppose all of a sudden uh, you're responsible for them. Anything that goes wrong, um, being produced at a, at a racetrack in, in good condition, have you felt any added pressure or is it just uh, business as usual? Uh, it's pretty much business as usual, but um, I own a lot of my own greyhounds, so that's how I sort of started. So there wasn't too much pressure. But as I've gone on, got more owners and stuff involved, and I just sort of thrived off it, you know what I mean? So it's just good. Now, Josh, when I was, spoke to you yesterday about coming on the show, you um, alluded to a little statistic on the Watchdog app, and that was that you're training at a 50% strike rate, a placing strike rate. I'd say you're pretty proud about that, aren't you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> being so young and that and just getting into it, I'm pretty proud of that, and hopefully just continues to improve. Josh, uh, you've brought coursing uh, as part of your training regime. Uh, what is it about coursing that you think uh, benefits uh, not only your greyhounds but everyone else that uh, gives coursing a go before coming back to the uh, the circle? Oh, coursing is unreal. Um, it's just good to change things up a little bit, and especially on the drag where I can really switch some dogs on. And um, I've done it a couple of times last year where I've coursed and they've won next start, and they usually do. So a lot of people love it for that reason as well. And fitness-wise and just chase, it's just it's great. Now, Josh, in your spare time, like Cusie mentioned before, you play for the Strathfields A. Is that how? Is that the correct? Is that how I pronounce it? Yeah, Strathfields A. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're football club, and in an article yeah. written by the Bendigo Advertiser, they described you as being small in size and a bit of a throwback to the old-fashioned Rover. So, are we talking Paul Chapman, Brent Harvey, you know, kind of situation there? You wouldn't believe it. I actually played against Angus Montrose on the weekend. In, um, <laughs> He said, I'm exactly like Paul Chapman, so there you go. <laughs> Very nice. Now, first of all, are you taking comments like this, you know, being a bit small in size, as a compliment or, you know, is it a little bit of a hit to the heart? Uh, no, it's all right. Everyone just, it's a bit lighthearted. Everyone has a joke in that. And once they realise I have a little bit of, a little bit of ability, they, um, 
they seem to just try and get to my, under my skin, but I just thrive <laughs> off it. Now, how are, you, how are you balancing the demand, you know, of the dogs as as well as demands from the football club? Um, uh, the footy club are really good. Sometimes I've got to take a Tuesday or Thursday off to go to the dogs or things like that, and they're supportive of it. And um, I guess the dogs got to come first because they pay the bills, so and they know that. So. Now, Josh, uh, I obviously don't train dogs but own them and uh, I often get calls from punters, especially when they're doing their dough, about uh, me trying to give them a tip or whether I can tip them into one of the, my own. Um, are you the uh, the team tipster uh, among your mates in, at the footy club and uh, over the weekend? Oh, yeah, I sort of took that upon myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> the boys don't mind getting a tip or two, but um, yeah, oh, I'll go okay, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you'd feel the pressure though with people putting their money on dogs that that you've you've um, suggested for them. Yeah, I'll tell them not to have too much on, so yeah, I don't get too much of the blame. But yeah, that's no, good fun. I don't like to hand them out all the time, but I try and scare them into a winner. Just as long as they don't come back to you, Josh, when you lose, because uh, <laughs> you're not forcing anyone to have a punt. Uh, uh, have you got to your footy club involved in uh, any greyhounds yet? Because it, it's a really good environment to get people involved in this uh, fantastic sport. Yeah, they probably think I'm a pest because I'm asking them every second day. But I finally, I finally got him into one uh, guy called Zipping Right. We bought him off Marty Hallinan a while ago, and he was done really good a while back. And um, had a slight hiccup and done a stopper, and he had about six months off and had his first start back. Uh, I think two weeks ago at Hillsville and third. He's now with a trainer called Mark Johnson, as Molly's probably aware. And um, yeah, he's hopefully going to get going again. The boys are really excited. Now, Mark Johnson, um, he trains Bees on Fire for the Werribee Football Club, and also going to train a greyhound by the name of Lockie's Legacy, who's going to be named, uh, who's named um, in memory of a football player who passed away after okay. after a football match. But Josh, you purchased a greyhound by the name of Soda Flash a couple of months ago. What was the idea of of purchasing Soda Flash? Um, well, sometimes I just think greyhounds can make the trainer, so I just thought I'd love to see what I could do with the really good dog in my kennel and um, he's, he's a good dog so we'll see what we can do. Now uh, you, you paid some, some good money for dogs and we all have dreams to, to win races and yeah. good races in town and, and group races. What, what's the, the race that you, you'd like to win above all? Well I've always watched this um, then you go Gold Rush series doing that as a, with a maiden so um, just to go through a three week series would be nice and um yeah, is that a country cup or something like that? Being a country boy, so yeah, that's what I sort of got in mind. No, absolutely. Now it'd be unfair and a bit rude of us not to ask, since you're um, the foot, your football team's resident tipster. Are there any dogs of yours to follow that we can um, share around? Um, well, I've got one going around tonight at uh, Ballarat in race ten. He drew box one, Specky McKean. Um, he's really hit some form lately, and I think. Should go a long way to win him tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with your greyhounds. Uh, and as we wrap it up, Strathfield say, where are you on the table? What are your hopes for the season? Um, we're sitting on top at the, at the moment, undefeated. So we're travelling nicely, and um, hopefully we can get a flag out of it. <laughs> well, good luck to that. Good luck with your greyhounds, Josh. We hope we hear plenty of uh, news from your kennel over the uh, months and years ahead. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Great to hear from a young trainer. Certainly uh, all sports and racing codes uh, 
need young people coming through. So I think that's tremendous, Molly, to have someone like uh, Josh uh, with that interest. Yeah, no, it is. I've been wanting to have Josh um, on the show for a little while and uh, we finally managed to squeeze him in and I really can't wait to see what what he can do and I I suppose just to see what chance he, he gives his dogs but also himself. Yeah, look, he's obviously young, enthusiastic. Um, I'm sure he'll be willing to learn of uh, some yeah. of the, the better trainers and he'll continue to learn. And, yeah, look, if you've got the passion for it, I mean, you're going to have ups and downs in this sport, in exactly. any sport, really. And, yeah, look, uh, he's, it looks like he's got the right attitude uh, to make a, a success of himself. Well, maybe coming up soon, uh, some of his greyhounds will be tipped by the watchdog. How are the watchdog form service going at the moment, George? Yeah, not too bad, especially on that cold Monday night at Shepparton. Four out of the 12 winners, including Crown Vinny at three sixty, Crown Simba at $2, Sacra Blur at 5 and Flojo Focus at $3.30. So get the best greyhound form and expert selections by downloading the watchdog app today. Molly, what are some of the bigger bets, uh, winners and losers at Tab in the last week? There was $11,000 put on at $1.60 on Agent Leyland at Hillsville on Sunday. Five thousand at a dollar seventy on Evolution at sale on Sunday. One punter also tipped Evolution on Tuesday at Warrigal. This was last week, not um, the Tuesday or not yesterday. Five thousand on at a dollar seventy. Ran second by just two lengths. Yeah, there was another better luck, better luck next time. Bet of $9,000 at $2.50 on Crack and Pace. It was Wednesday at Bendigo, finishing third. And the round of applause goes to uh, the punter who had 800 on uh, Sultan Bale at 12. So it was his second start at sale. Just got there. Last to first performance. It would have been like one of those Toyota commercials where they just jump in the air. Oh, what a feeling coming yeah. from last, that's for sure. But the dog had, um, oh, sorry, George. The dog had just had one start at the Meadows beforehand and run six. So to, to pick that up, not a bad effort. Yeah, 800. At 12 is nice. Okay, what's our litter of the week, Molly? I've found an Aston DB Lady Avenger litter. Now, Lady Avenger is out of a greyhound by the name of Crump, who won a country cup a couple of years or maybe four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are five pups born in this litter, four males and one female. Lady Avenger had 29 starts for nine wins and six minor placings. What I really liked about this greyhound was, you know, she was able to run. She ran 29.87 at Sandown, 25.16 at Ballarat. But the dog she was also coming up against, the likes of Zoom Out, Speed Star, Your Little Girl Strike a Light and Fernando Drums. Yeah, she was very fast. Oh, Joe Borg, I think, uh, trained Lady yep. Avenger, um, and when she uh, when she got it right, as you said, 25.16 at Ballarat, certainly nothing to be sneezed at. Aston DB was a terrific greyhound uh, who I think won a Ballarat Cup as he well. Did, he did um, the same year he won that. Well, just after yeah, the same year he won the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, so, so Ballarat Melbourne double. Yeah, look, they're uh, very very well bred pups, and uh, yeah, five pups, and I don't think they'll be small. Aston DB was a nice big greyhound. I uh, I've heard some reports about his pups being absolutely stunning. So uh, he's had uh, a fair few uh, females too. So uh, we'll be seeing them hit the tracks probably in 2020. All right, our Gap Dog of the Week, Molly, and uh, it's got a, a trendy name. In fact, before you tell us the name and as you tell us the name, I know there wouldn't be stats kept on this, but do you know how many people adopt Gap Greyhounds and keep the nickname or name or change? What's your gut feeling there? Look, a, a few of them do change the names, but I've found that more often than not, the greyhounds are keeping their names. Sometimes Gap change their names when it come, when they come from the kennels to Gap 
and then go out. But um, look, this greyhound's name is Popcorn, and I think <laughs> that's a very good reason. Mm, I like that name. Do you know what? I picked this dog, Cusy, because I thought this is one that you'll appreciate. No, I really think it's a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Now, she's a three-year-old form, a fawn female. She had 65 starts for eight wins, 17 seconds and six thirds. The Gap Girls tell me that she's a fun, loving and excitable greyhound. Now, her silly nature, they do think that she'll suit a home with a robust canine companion and a family with teenage kids. So if you think you can give Popcorn a home or know someone who may be interested, go to gap.grv.org.au. And we do need to mention our next adoption day. It's at Sandown Park on Saturday, the 22nd of June. It's a bit of an interesting one too. It's an adoption and a foster carer's day. So foster caring is just so important for the the success of greyhounds in homes. Tireless work those people do. Yeah, they do. uh, no, uh, congratulations to everyone. That's going to be a big adoption day at Sandown, no doubt. Certainly. Uh, for more information on Greyhound Racing, stay tuned to RSN. And, of course, go to our social media and the GRV social media. Of course, always plenty of things to look at and to read and to listen to. And we'll talk more Greyhound Racing on Off the Leash next week. For now, Molly and George, thank you for being with us. Thank, thank you. you. This has been Off the Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria on RSN. Want to hear Off The Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.